MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? The name, image, and likeness system which has resulted in chaos in college football. It's not broken. It is what it was supposed to be. And it's not the kid's fault. I'm going to tell you who you should be mad at. And all of these coaches that are mad, Gene Chizik, Lane Kiffin, Dabo Sweeney, stop your crying. Nobody wants to hear you. There's no crying in football. There are bowl opt-outs, which has left another coach crying. Mike Leach, oh, they owe it to their players. They owe it to the fans, and they owe it to the coaches. Shut up. Uh, Urban Meyer gets fired, and threats are running rampant on TikTok. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson, and this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. I keep it 100. We keep it 100. You guys, make sure that you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell a friend about it. Uh, share it. Leave a yeah. Leave a comment. All those things. Thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. All of those things. All right. Ralph, we yes, will sir. start <laughs> with... The college football, the NIL system, name, image, and likeness. 
I got a chance to testify in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee about this. There were so many people, oh, this is going to break college sports. They're going to suck. I'm going to hate it. And I don't understand how the idea of players not being paid and not being able to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness some kind of way enhances people's viewing or their desire to watch college sports. It, it, at the end of the day, it shouldn't, especially combined with the renewed interest that comes from several states legalizing um, betting. I think that that kind of counteracts any interest that might be lost. But I'm just, I, I'm, I imagine being just a football fan, having watched NFL your whole life, and they're like advertising for like the Moesha reboot across the bottom the entire time and every single replay is brought to you by a different insurance company. And then a couple of players on one team get some free Chick-fil-A and you're like, I can't take it. anymore. <laughs> this is not it's a the weird, way it's supposed to be. It's a really weird place to, to draw the line. Like it didn't bother you that your team has all these sponsors and that they're talking like that the team directly had these sponsorships that never bothered you. I was at, um, I was at uh, Sun Devil stadium last weekend for the Arizona high school state championships. And they were advertising Raytheon. Do you know what Raytheon is? Yes. It's the, uh, they, they, well, they are, they make aircraft parts and they make airplanes and all of that. Like they're in the, yeah. uh, aeronautical industry yeah and like missiles and defense and yes. stuff and I, i'm just in the stadium laughing to myself because it's like okay so i see a coca-cola banner and maybe that influences me to uh buy coca-cola over pepsi i see a geico banner maybe i pick geico over all state but i'm staring at this raytheon uh, uh ring advertisement all around the stadium and i'm like Oh, so like, yeah, next time I'm in line to buy a missile, I won't go with Lockheed Martin. (laughs) But just as an individual consumer, I'm staring at it like, what the hell? There's a a bunch of times where as an individual consumer, you're like, who are you marketing to? Okay, crypto.com, I get it. (laughs) You want more people. It may be a a normal thing. But now, uh, yeah, yeah, Raytheon. Or um, or like or or you're only advertising to such a niche group that you probably should have targeted your, your your ad dollars elsewhere because you're spending way too much because the normal man cannot buy your thirty some, hey, thirty million dollar product. Some of them are genius though. Like you'll be walking out of a Pac-12 stadium at one in the morning past a Casper mattress ad and be like, "Yeah, I am fucking tired." Yep. <laughs> See, that one make makes sense. But bro, the the idea though that people are like the, the name image and likeness system is broken. And I'm like, no, it's not. It was supposed to work like this. And all the people that are upset, whether you are a fan, whether you are a coach, direct your anger at the right place. Your anger should be directed at the NCAA. They have had since since uh, uh since Ed O'Bannon filed suit against them they've had since then to get a system in place and then they lost austin versus the ncaa cases too but at the point in time where the states started putting their name image and likeness legislation in unless you got a federal name image and likeness plan you were going to have a disaster and now the toothpaste is out of the tube 
Now they're like, yeah, yeah, let's find some regulations. No, bro. That's like having a kid who goes out till two o'clock in the morning, a high school kid going out till two o'clock in the morning, smoking, drinking, no curfew. And then coming back and be like, yo, listen, we're going to bed at 830. You must be in this house by by, by eight o'clock. We're eating our vegetables. We're doing this. Imagine the chaos that that would ensue. Like you're going to have lawsuits and everything. It's not going to work. It's too late. I feel you. I think that I I think that we've been on this road since 96, 97, when Steve Spurrier was the first coach to hit seven figures. The second that that somebody started making a million dollars at a public institution of education to coach football, you just knew that the size of the pie was going to increase and increase and increase. And the issue is the slice that actually makes up the, the, the bulk of the people who supply the labor to inflate this bubble didn't change. It was just room and board and tuition. And a lot of these kids are not at these colleges to go to college. They go because there is no other path. It'd be like, Hey, I really want to be a brain surgeon, but you can't just go do brain surgery. Right. there's this system with which you have to go through in order to be licensed and insured and trained. And that's how, that's what we have for, for athletics. The problem is so many other sports don't actually have this system. And the truth is once you're good enough at a certain age, you should just be free to, to participate, but you're not going to get a look unless you've had that experience. And so the NCAA sort of this that takes your ability to actually profit off your name, image, and likeness away. And that never should have been the case. It never should have been the case. Ralph, I remember when I signed to, when I was at Oregon, right? Mind you, they don't have you sign these papers before you get there. You sign them while you're there. And you agree that you are going to allow them to own your name, image, and likeness in perpetuity. I was already there. It wasn't it wasn't like they did this prior to me showing up. It was I was already there. This wasn't a discussion. We didn't talk about this prior. And that is 100 percent wrong. It's the most un-American thing ever. But, Ralph, I will tell you this. There are so many coaches who are crying Oh my God, this system is broken. I, I, I can't manage my, my roster. There's tampering. They're trying to take my guys. Don't do it. Like, we need to fix it. Bro, I can't, I can't, I don't want to hear it. You're making five, six, seven, eight, nine million dollars. Figure it out, smart guy, genius coach. Why are we paying you so much money? You manage your roster, you manage your coaches. It's tough titty, buddy. It, it, it is it is a cold world. Coaches leave all the time now that the, now it ain't no fun now that the rabbits got the gun. So I don't want to hear it. I understand the frustration for fans because you grow attached to a player. You want your team to be good. I understand the frustration for fans, but for coaches, Ralph, I got nothing for them. Go go suck on a lemon. Go figure it out or get out of coaching because you're paid so well to figure it out. Yeah, for real. I, I'm not going to have sympathy for, for coaches knowing the tactics that they use to recruit these kids. 
they'll show up in their living room and say, we have the ability to take your natural talents and gifts and get you the best return on your investment for your time and energy. And the way that we're going to do that is we have this offensive coordinator. Here are his accolades. Here's how what he does is specifically catered to what you can do. You are not going to have a better opportunity to become a professional, to become the best version of yourself and become the most marketable version of yourself at any other college. And that kid says, okay. And they sign a letter of intent and they show up on campus. And that offensive coordinator has already been fired or gotten a job elsewhere. And as soon as they get on campus, that coaching staff that told them, this is the place to best develop your talents. This is the place to best get a return on investment. Uh, has taken a grad transfer to make sure that you're buried even further on the depth chart. And while you sit there buried even further on the depth chart, they got on the back or they got one of the, the office secretaries on the back of their motorcycle and crashed it while they were (laughs) cheating on their wife. And now they no longer have a job and you're stuck in this situation where if you go somewhere else, because the things that were laid out for you are no longer available to you, you then have to sit out another year. But you also, even if you don't have to sit out another year, have to go back through the process of people trying to entice you and promise you that they're going to be the best situation for you. Bruh. (laughs) It's cartoonish. Like if you weren't there to complain about the fact that coaches come and go. If you, if you didn't complain about all of the other nonsense that goes on uh, within the context of college football, that's actually not good for the student athletes, then I don't want to hear from you now. And there are really good voices out there, George, like Rich Rodriguez, who are full of really good ideas, who also have like the players interests in mind, but they get drowned out by us all grumbling over terrible opinions from Mike Leach uh, and and others and it oh I, let so me know what your job is harder you're filthy rich no one cares let me uh read a tweet from gene chisick every scholarship offensive lineman at university of texas will get fifty thousand dollars a year with new nil deals not to it's mention the two hundred thousand dollar education americans struggle finding fifty thousand dollar jobs to feed their children Next, it's $100,000 per player with no end in sight. Flawed system. Most money wins. Gene Chizik, you got $12 million to get fired. Get out of here, bro. Like, you got paid $12 million not to work. How dare you? How doggone dare you have the audacity to, to criticize Players making money while everybody else in the system is getting rich around them. See, here's the thing, Ralph. We all have a finite, I've explained this so many times, a finite amount of time to make the most money that we can in life. You go to college. Like like, like the idea that you go to college for an education is, is insanity. Why do you want it exclusively? Why do you want that education, Ralph? Why do people want the education? For one of two reasons, to be a well-rounded, educated individual or preparation for a career. That way they can do what? Make money. Make money. Society. <laughs> yes. yes. So they can make the most money at whatever their chosen profession is. So why on earth would you cut off somebody's ability to make money while they are in college? And then the idea, the the false idea that, 
oh, that this $50,000 that's going to these uh, the, the Texas linemen would some kind of way have been in other Americans' pockets. No, it would have been in the billionaire's pocket that gave it. Right. That's that's my favorite thing is like Gene Chizik out here trying to uh, uh, to identify with the everyday American that's having trouble paying their light bill. The average everyday American that's having trouble paying their light bill might not have sympathy for uh, a student athlete that's choosing between which scholarship they're they're going to take. But certainly they can understand being exploited. Yes, certainly they can understand being exploited. The 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 everyday American spends enough time getting exploited to know exactly what the hell's happening to student athletes when the the size of the pie never mattered to these men until the people who baked the pie got to eat a piece. Yep. Then they cared. And that is very weird. And but it doesn't thing, even take money out of the coach's pocket. It doesn't no, take no, nor the school, nor the school and anybody, anybody who quotes sticker price on education is someone you have to stop listening to yes. in that moment until either they correct themselves or, or you just never listen to them again, because there it does is a, not cost the college $200,000 to educate a student athlete. There is That's a difference between cost price. and value. There's a difference right. between cost and value. Prime example. <laughs> I owned a cupcake business, right? Right. We sold cupcakes for $3 a piece. Do you know how much it costs to make each cupcake? Not $3 a piece. Somewhere in between uh, 16 and 36 cents per cupcake. So if I give away, so I have to literally give away 10 cupcakes. Like, like if I give away 10 cupcakes, I actually only gave away at most $3.60. If I give away 100 cupcakes, I only gave away $36. However, looking at it, and I remember I had this conversation with my sister at the time when, when she was work, working with me. If I give away 100 cupcakes, she's like, George, that's 300 bucks. No, it's not. Because we made extra cupcakes to give away. It's not like we were going to sell those cupcakes and we lost money. Right. Right. You were giving them away. At cost, not at a retail expense, even though that's one of the great tricks. Of, yes. Of and then you society. gave them you away the way people off. would come by more. <laughs> right. Right. And so which, again, is the whole point of a scholarship. It's a loss leader to to get your school's name and brand in front of potential tuition paying students. Yes. But this this idea and and this drives me absolutely nuts. This idea that a 400 person anthropology lecture hall wouldn't take place if one of the seats wasn't filled by a 66 250 pound tight end is ludicrous. That class is going to be happening anyway. The dorms that are already built and constructed, if somebody is not in one of the beds, it doesn't cost the school the money. They put a retail value on the to tell you that what you're getting is worth X, but not to you. You're never going to be paying that anyway to somebody else. That's what it's worth to somebody else. And that yep. is like that. I don't know. It, it just <laughs> it drives me absolutely nuts that people get tricked into these things, which is what helped uphold this NCAA system for as long as it was upheld anyway.
Yep, it is absolutely broken <laughs> in terms of people's thought process about it because the NCAA, they let it get to this point. It's not the coach's fault. But now the thing that other coaches are upset about now, like Mike Leach, he said with bowl opt-outs because there's a portion of players who opt out of their bowl games to be in preparation for the NFL draft. And the reason why they do that is because there have been a number of notable injuries getting ready uh, in those bowl games because it's football. You know, bad things happen to good people. And coaches grumble about it. Mike Leach just said, oh, oh, my God, the the uh, the I I don't understand these opt outs. These guys, they owe it to their fans. They owe it to the to their teammates and they owe it to their coaches. And that's where you lost me. At the coaches? Because truly, uh, their teammates don't care. If players were opting out of an opportunity to win a national championship, their teammates would care. Their teammates don't care about them opting out of a bowl game. They're like, bro, go get your bread, man. Go to the league. Make sure you fly me out on my bye week so we can go have some fun, pal. They they don't care. They they do literally do not care. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I think that one of the issues, because I do know a lot of people who are upset about bowl opt-outs, I'm not a big fan of bowl opt-outs just for, um, and I'm going to be very honest, and I wish other people would be this honest, for the entertainment value of the known commodities of watching the bowls, right? Like, I, my biggest issue with bowl opt-outs, big ones like Kenneth Walker at Michigan State or Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett, is I'm going to have to learn somebody else's name. <laughs> like, and, and then what's funny is when you go in and you actually watch that game and somebody does ball out because they were given that opportunity, then it's replaced with the excitement of learning somebody else's name. So, I mean, but I, I will admit, I will admit that on my end, I would like to see the best players play in bowls, but it has to be explained to people in a way that they're going to identify with. So this is the, this is the best way that I could put it. Let's say that you're a contract employee a temp, right? Because that's what these student athletes are. Let's say that you're a temp and your contract expires on November 30th with this company. They invite you back to the company Christmas party, but it's not like a night party at the boss's house. It's happening at the office during work hours. (laughs) And you actually have to to work there. Yeah. They need you to also come in to help plan the party. So like you have to come in, Uh, You have to do stuff to help plan the party and then attend the party. And it's all during work hours. Right. But you don't work there anymore. You don't work there anymore. So it's actually a sacrifice on your part that you're not being compensated for. And what people need to understand is that's kind of the equivalent to the semester ending. And if you believe that these are student athletes, especially the like they shouldn't get paid crowd that they shouldn't get paid crowd. They cry student first, student first, student first. Well, these guys aren't students anymore. They're not students anymore. The semester has ended. They are no longer students at that university. They are moving on to the next portion of their career, whether they are finishing their degree or not. So you are asking them to stay overtime for your entertainment benefit at a risk to them. Yep. At a risk to them. And so to me, the fact that students who are no longer students – If you don't go to that school anymore, the idea that you're sticking around for a bowl has always been a bonus. And that should be something that we're focused on as a consuming public is the gratitude that somebody would come back and work for a gift bag when they're no longer an employee of the company. Yep. And especially when it when it could cost them money at their new job. Exactly. Exactly. Or an interview or you know, or, or qualifications to work at that new job in the first place, if there's an injury or you play poorly or something like that. And so if, if you're going to pay somebody to play in these bowls, they're no longer students, then I feel like maybe they can be employees. 
if we can design based on the loophole of them no longer being students of the institution, something that would compensate them for participation in these bowls, then that would maybe give some more incentive for guys like Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett to actually play in these games. Or yeah, what does Kenny, Kenny Pickett, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, and a couple other guys who have opted out, they're all going to be first-round draft picks. So if you are a first-round draft pick, why am I going to go play in this bowl game and I'm not playing for a national championship? I mean, make it make, it make sense. I'm putting my, my financial future at risk that you don't even want me compensated for, mind you. Right. And they, again, they are no longer students. The semester is over. Yep. Yep. There so, maybe uh, are some quarter system schools where maybe that's they're they're taking finals right now they're taking finals right now this is the last possible week of school there there's no school next week and then the entire thing of like but you don't even need a degree to go into your career field just shows that the ncaa just has a monopoly over the path from high school to the nfl and they can't do anything when these schools violate when, when the schools don't educate the players, they give them sham classes. All, they, oh, sorry, we, we, we don't have the power to do that. Oh, when, when a school violates and doesn't uh, take care of sexual, sexual misconduct on campus and they brush it under the rug and all that. Oh, sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. Oh, but, but uh, you get a couple extra dollars. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. Probation, baby. Uh, show cause penalty. All of this. Or, or just like think about the fact that like they come and tell you you're going to get a world class education at university of whatever. It's going to be worth two hundred thousand dollars and you come in and you want to go into engineering. But those engineering classes conflict with practice time. Sorry. So they're going to tell you you cannot take those engineering classes. So all of a sudden you're an interdisciplinary studies major who look like you might have a promising NFL career, but in your junior year, you tear your ACL. You no longer, uh, you no longer have those uh, uh, NFL prospects and you have a bunch of credits that don't apply to the direction that you wanted to go in the first place because you were forced into taking classes that would make things easier on the football team. That's that like that's a very common story. That's not like an outlier that I'm talking about. Yep. A lot of people's majors. I, I, I talked to a, a student athlete who is um, who is going to be medically retiring. And he, and he just said, like, yeah, I, I, I majored in interdisciplinary studies. It's not really what I came here for, but it's the thing that worked with the football schedule. Yep. Um, and that's a very like that's extraordinarily common among student athletes. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so, but if you are, I mean, that's one of those things that parents don't know to talk to coaches about prior to it, that they say, oh yeah, you can major in engineering, but, and, and mind you, the coaches are not being disingenuous because they, they don't know when the hell the classes are. No, no. But and some, some schools do have good people on staff that can help guide you toward the best available options. But you also have a bunch of student athletes who come in under the impression that they're going to be able to do all sorts of things that they're not going to be able to. You were one of them. Yes. You were a multi-sport athlete. Yes. I know several multi-sport athletes. I was told I was going to be able to do it. And then when bowl practice started, I was like, okay, cool. I can go play basketball now. (laughs) They're like, slow down, fam. (laughs) Slow down. No, no. You can go once we've played our last game. Right. I was yeah, like, no, bro, I mean, that's December 31st. 
Pac-12 has already started. Don't know what to tell you, fam. Don't know what Drake to tell London you. Lasted, Drake London lasted one year <laughs> as, yeah. a, as a dual sport athlete. Byron Murphy picked Washington over Arizona State because they guaranteed him that he was going to have the opportunity to play basketball when he got out there. Guess what he did not do? Nate Robinson. Yeah. He had to yeah. quit football. He was like, bro, you know. It's it's not what people it's not what you're led to believe during the recruiting process. So pardon me if I'm not upset if if Bo Jangles wants to kick somebody five thousand dollars to eat a ham biscuit on camera. <laughs> that stuff it, doesn't bother me at all. Exactly. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, uh, the next thing up. 
Your boy is back in the news, Ralph. Your boy, Urban Meyer. This time, he got fired. He got fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. If only somebody could have predicted this was going to happen, Ralph. If only somebody knew that this was going to happen. Jeez. If somebody, I mean, imagine if somebody had predicted that there was, that there was, you know, a guy who was a college football coach who didn't fully understand how to deal with people and was going to have some trouble in the pros when he had to deal with multimillionaires and grown ass men with families and mortgages and everything else. And thought that he could just hire Iowa strength and conditioning. Actually, let me go down the list of Urban Meyer's bad decisions, right? Mind you, he's almost 60 years old. And a winning head coach in college, all of this stuff. So you don't have just a pattern of bad decision making that pops up. It was just sugar coated because you were winning at these other places. I guarantee that once the dust settles, people are going to start telling the truth about Urban Meyer, who writes books about leadership and all this stuff. And he's a, 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 a fake high character guy. So list of bad decisions just this calendar year. Since he's been the head coach in January, since January, hiring Chris Doyle as the strength and conditioning coach from Iowa, who got fired for uh, uh, racist remarks, treating black players differently, all of this stuff. And he thought he was going to shoehorn that in in a uh, in a league that's 70 plus percent black. And uh, he ended up getting that reversed in less than 24 hours. The, The players did. Drafting Travis Etienne when he needed 50 other things on a 53-man roster. They say he's going to be a great third down back. And then admitted that he really wanted to draft Kadarius Toney. And then signing Tim Tebow. Lost him credibility. Everybody knew this dude couldn't play. He's 33, getting ready to be 34 years old this season. Had never played the position. Get the hell out of here. And then he got fined $100,000, got the team fined a couple hundred thousand dollars for violating off-season contact rules. Then in the regular season, actually, no, prior to that, during the preseason, he kicked Josh Lambeau and told him, I'll effing kick whoever I want to kick. I'm the head coach. Then he publicly admitted that roster spots were determined by COVID status. Eh, Wrong move, buddy. And then during the season, he didn't fly back with the team and then acted like he was invisible uh, with the bar incident with the co-ed young 20 year old rubbing all up on her like he's invisible. Um, And then berating his coaches, berating players, losing the locker room. Oh, and then there's a little incident of ruining a generational talent or trying to Trevor Lawrence. So, Ralph, uh, I mean. Who, who could have predicted that that sort of thing was frowned upon in this sort of establishment? Yeah, no, I mean, this is a pretty big moment for you, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, it was it was pretty clear. And let's be honest. Let's be very honest, George. There were a lot of members of the media, who, probably an overwhelming majority, that did not like that he was hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll put you in a little bit different of a circumstance because not only are you a former player, you're a former Jacksonville Jaguar and you cover college football. Um, you, you, you've been around this. So it's not just like you're, um, you know, some soft bellied liberal who, 
you know, basically the, the people that are being accused of of sabotaging Urban Meyer from the beginning. He that, sabotaged were, himself. It's true. It's true. We'll get there. There are a lot of media members who did not want him hired. There are a lot of media members who reveled in every single one of his mistakes. And there are a lot of media members that are dancing on his grave now that he was fired 13 games into his first gig as an NFL, probably first and last gig as an NFL head coach. All of that is true. I think we have to admit that it's true. There are a lot of people who didn't want him to have this job and a lot of people that are very happy that he's been fired, right? Yes, yes. I, I, well, actually, actually I, don't think anybody, I don't think anybody was had a problem with him getting hired. I just think a lot of people just thought that it didn't make sense. I think that there were a lot of people who didn't enjoy the fact that he had an assistant that spent 10 years choke slamming his wife in front of her father-in-law with plenty of evidence that Urban Meyer was well aware of multiple incidences involving the police, as well as his wife, Shelly, that did not believe that he should be in a position of leadership ever again. There's also a lot of people who covered University of Florida and a lot of people who covered Ohio State and a lot of people who covered Utah who could tell you that there were plenty of things that were not necessarily all there when it came to his highly successful collegiate tenures at all three schools. Um, But I just want I just want to talk about this because uh, you go to church. Yeah, I go to church. John 316 all the way. Uh. I don't root for Christians to fail. There is this attitude that's being that that is that is Urban Meyer only got torn down by the world, which is out to get him because he is a solid Christian man after Jesus's own heart in the line of gate. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, no, no, I mean, no, no. Daughter, you are a hundred percent right. His daughter kind of put that out there right? after that, after like, her dad was in the club in a bar rubbing on some chick. He's like, she's like, no, they they only tried to tore him to tear him down because because he loves Jesus, bro. I, I hate when people try to sit right, there and not, act like that. Then the damn war on Christmas and all, like, stop, man. There are more of like, us than there are of them. How 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 about that? I mean, like, yeah, do you do you realize that there are more Christians in the United States than there is of any other religion? And it's not even close. It also ignores that he got hired. It ignores that he got hired and, right? and he had a hired. 50 plus million dollar contract. Yeah, exactly. And Everybody if, was rooting if, for him to fail. And if they were four and seven right now, even if it came out that he possibly kicked a, a kicker, he probably still has a job. But like things were out of sorts and ugly. He wasn't keeping track of who was playing, didn't have a good relationship with the media. It was coming out that he was beefing with his players and calling his coaches losers. You pointed out again and again and again that the NFL and in college football are completely different things. The way that your, your managerial style and your understanding that it's cooperative and that you are um, you're leading the best of the best. And you kind of can't be inauthentic because you don't have any um, any ground to stand on once once that inauthenticity has been um, revealed, removed yes. as a as a facade. It's going to be harder for your players to take you seriously when you're out on the weekends doing the same thing as them, but you're 40 years older, hitting on the women the same age that they're hitting on. 
Yeah, and then like, you're gonna tell them, the, hey guys, hey guys, stay stay out of the club. Do do the right things. Let's make sure we manage this correctly. And then you're like a a a, a QAnon Trumpy weirdo too. Like it it just it just doesn't vibe with the NFL locker room. Is what is what right, what I'm saying. You can believe whatever you want to believe. You can vote for whoever you want to vote for, but. You 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 have to understand that certain things don't play in certain circles. Like not like, if you're not winning. Not if you're yes, not winning. Correct. And but you it may, be, but it you, makes it impossible to win in the pro circle with that because college kids like there's not as much politics stuff that gets involved in it. The the kids have very minimal say so. You can bulldozer your way through anything and they'll and they'll just put up with it. Especially if yeah. you're winning big. Yeah, but I mean, at the, in the NFL level, like you have Pete Carroll, who has been outed as a 9-11 truther. Bill Pelichick could have Pizzagate, hashtag Pizzagate, tattooed on his forehead. Nobody's saying shit. If you win, it's a completely different story. Yeah, if you're not they'll, winning, they'll it just say, becomes That's his own personal beliefs. That's his own personal right? beliefs. <laughs> we, with the New England Patriots, do not co-sign what 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 he's saying. But we love him as a football coach. So we put something out from our, our our Twitter yesterday that said that if you were guaranteed an undefeated season within the next three years, would your would you allow your college or support your college giving Urban Meyer the keys to the kingdom? And an overwhelming majority of the responses were absolutely. Do yep. you think we're going to see Urban Meyer again? Yes. Yes. He's going to go on, you know, Hannity or or Clay Travis's show with Buck, do a rehab tour. He'll be back on television in, you know, when next football season starts and then he'll be off. uh, And then somebody will try to lure him away as soon as, you know, Sark is not winning at Texas or uh, you know, Florida State is not winning, or Billy uh, with uh, Norvell, or Billy Napier is not cutting it at Florida. I'm not saying that these people are going to fail. I'm just saying mm-hmm. um, that, or you know, Auburn's not working with uh, with what's his name, or Ryan Day takes an NFL job. Here comes Urban Meyer back. Yeah, no, no. There's a there's a there's a path to and- him coming back. All it takes is one paranoid persecuted booster that thinks that the world's out to get Christians to foot the bill for some school to take a no monetary risk on bringing Urban Meyer into the fold. And the media in that place might not necessarily feel like they have the footing to ask why he was in the presence of people taking giant bong rips while he was doing interviews on the big 10 network right he was clearly cheat on his and he wife. was clearly high and he was clearly right. like urban urban had them low daddies boy is like yes you know but like weird. we're talking like sex abuse drugs inauthenticity bad leadership skills but like that dude must be unreal in the living room because it i mean it's crazy it's crazy. You have. I'm not sending my kid to go play for Urban Meyer. Would would never happen. Right. I mean, he had murders happen on his watch. He did. Murders. But, but but in his defense, in his defense, those guys were really good football players, really good football players, and they just needed a second chance, Ralph. It's not not true. Well, I don't know about. 
I don't know about murderous. I'm all about grace. Even you know, I am, I am too. I'm a second Meyer, chance but, dude. But grace takes some sort of admission that like things need to be different or, or need to change. And I remember when urban Meyer first apologized, um, for everything that was going on without addressing Courtney Smith directly. And yeah. he never would have come back and, and done it any different. I don't And, and, and maybe it's just me as a person. Well, like, I don't care if he smokes weed. No. I don't care if he, if he, if he recruits guys with the tendencies to compete on the highest level. I do care. I do care if the families that are under his purview are experiencing issues of safety that he's willing to overlook to win. I yep. care a lot about that, like a, a yes. whole whole bunch. And I am very skeptical of people in leadership positions who, I mean, if you're going to cheat on your wife, cheat on your wife, but have the arrogance to ignore the half plus seven rule and go after girls that are like 35 years younger. Than you. <laughs> hey man, they may, they may have an open marriage. You uh, never know. Uh, but that's whatever. what I'm saying. But like as a player on his team, I couldn't bring my spouse around him. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can't, you can't trust Mr. Steal your girl. <laughs> but yeah, so Ur- urban, he did this to himself. He's not being pers- persecuted. Sorry. If you feel that way. You guys, um, that is Reister or Wrong today. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Ams. And make sure you download the podcast, share it with a friend, tell everybody about it. Peace out. Catch you guys next episode. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.